Ooh, yeah. Get in my temple and call me Buddha. This is Eric Adams coming in with the Measlings with Men podcast. I'm here with my amigo Andy. What up? Not much, Eric. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing real good, actually. It's a beautiful day today. It is. I stepped outside and I was like, I felt the warm wind on my face. I'm like, whoa. Like, I was taking it back. I was freezing your balls off. Yeah. Exactly. Much better than that. Um, yeah. We're here in your basement once again. Exactly. I think we should just record here. Honestly, yeah. Because I think um, T-Bazaar, this, this isn't going to be, this is going to be too much to set up at T-Bazaar. Yeah, for sure. I agree. This is definitely a better setup. Mm-hmm. We got um, we got headphones on today. Yeah, we can finally hear what we sound like. Yeah, and we have both of the microphones set up because yeah. I actually did some research. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like imagine that. We're snacking on some Skittles, Skittles and Pepsi because, yeah. Just gotta gotta keep uh, gotta keep yourself going during the day. Exactly. Not a sponsor, but Skittles. We would love to take your money. Yep. Or any sponsors, you know, if you want to take our money. <laughs> and to our 10 followers, if you want to graciously donate money to us. Yeah, we hit double digits yep, we on did. our followers this week. Um, so thank you to the 10 people who followed us on Spotify. Yep, thank you very much. I don't have any of the stats for Apple Podcasts because I they don't, like, work. They don't, They don't. Do they not give out stats? I don't know. I was trying to find it, but I just couldn't, like, it said not enough data. So. Oh, because I think... I don't think enough people listen to it on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, that's true. But it's there for your enjoyment. That's all that really matters. Yep. So, um, anyway, dude, uh, it was Valentine's Day on, um, actually, before we get into we have a whole Valentine's Day story fiasco. Yep. Um, it was pretty awful. Um, but this week I, I, I did my taxes and, um. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you what, bro, it's way harder when you own your own business because I thought it was just going to be like, oh, you know, you go do the 1040 EZ form, you know, yep. you just got to yep. fill like a tiny thing out and it'll do all the work for you. No, nope. I do the regular 1040. And then from that, I got to like the third line and there was like, go do the self-employment tax. Yeah, like, how that. much do you owe self like? Why can't you just tell what? me this? You know? You, yeah. And so, like, I, I go over to the self-employment tax, okay? And I get almost done with it. And then it asks me, okay, now go to your Schedule C and put the total result for that number here. And I'm like, what is Schedule C? And so we're I go over to Schedule C and I fill out that form. Mind you, and I'm, I'm about probably eight hours in at this point. This is so freaking like ridiculous and stupid. I hate taxes. But it's even know. worse when you work for yourself because the Schedule C then asked me to itemize all of my expenses and all my profits. And like for me to literally go back and like, so thankfully I did collect the checks and I kept yep. them. And like, I kept them like a, I need to do better bookkeeping this year. I've started to do that because yep. I have no receipts. So like whatever I claim, because I put down as my expenses, I try to keep it really low, but it was just like a trimmer and like, excuse me, a trimmer and like a pitchfork. So, really only not a lot. It was like $130. Of like tax write-off. Of tax write-off. Yep. money. Um, plus like $3 for like dump trips apparently. I don't know. It's really weird. It made me itemize all... <laughs> I mean, most mostly I filled out with zeros, but... And then it sent me over to the Schedule F. 
And so we're at four forums now, and it's about six in the evening. I started at about 9.30 in the morning, and I am feeling like I've drank in like four cups of coffee. My day's ruined at this point. It's freezing rain outside. Um, thankfully, I had, I had on some nice, chill jazz music to kind of like slow it out. And I was eventually, I got to the point where I was like, dude, screw this. I ain't going to do this anymore. I went to, over to TurboTax, dude. Oh. Uh, 20 minutes later, I was done. Oh, yeah. And no, it told me what I owed. Because I didn't trust the number I came up with. Because mm. I don't do math good. <laughs> I don't either. You know? And so, like, I went over to TurboTax. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to do this. They made it really easy and, like, low-key painless. It was really yeah. nice. Does it for you, basically. Yeah, but all I'm saying, dude... If you run your own business, be prepared, cause they don't, cause you don't withhold any money from yourself when you're collecting those. Well, yeah, it's and so it's you basically have to set aside a certain percentage of your income to go toward tax. For me, it was it was like eight percent, which really wasn't bad, but it was still like five hundred dollars. Still a little, you know. I owe five hundred dollars in self-employment taxes like, to the IRS. I mean. And you do not want to withhold from them. Um, they will ruin you. Yeah, I actually mean, read an article too that said like apparently, um, if you don't report to the IRS, they will find out. Oh yeah. You know, and so I'm like scared now. I'm like, Bro, I don't do it, but I don't want to do it. But thankfully, you know, the upside to all this is that I am working for myself. There's about a trillion and a half benefits, you know, and. The the cost of these taxes outweighs the benefits. I mean, the benefits outweigh the cost, for sure, <laughs> dude. So, yeah. anyway, it's what I gotta do. You gotta, gotta do what you gotta do. Um, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So I have no, I don't really have any bad feelings toward it. Yeah, fair enough. Just, uh, back to life. Yeah, just hopefully you don't have to do the podcast from prison. <laughs> no, I'll be all right. I'll I'll pay on time. Yeah, but uh. Yeah. Right on, man. Right on. I mean, it's it's really just something you got to do. I mean, yeah. nothing. I mean, I don't have any stories like that where <laughs> I was on the run for the IRS, from the IRS, but, you know, one day maybe. <laughs> one day maybe you too can be run off by the IRS. Yeah. It's a goal. We'll see my... Uh, I make a front page in the paper. Oh. Nut job holds up in house as he defends all the IRS. I'll tell you what, I'll bail you out once. Alright. But if you do it again, you know what? I'll tell you what, for every new crime that you commit, I'll bail you out one time for it. I'm gonna have to get creative. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> anyway, um, on to our subject or topic. We didn't even do the Valentine's Day story yet. Well, it can be part of it. Oh, I guess it can be. All right. So our topic um, for today is we're doing road trip slash traveling stories. Because everyone's got them, and they're really entertaining, and they're really fun to tell. They are. So Not fun to go through at the time, but, you know. No, but, you know, here's how I think about it. Every experience you have, bad or good, it gives you a story to tell. Yeah, exactly. And that's just part of it. Exactly. So So actually, I have a really good one. So, I won't name any names, because I'm not going to call out my own brother. And mom, I'm sorry for 
tell him this, but I couldn't come up with anything else. Um, <laughs> but when I, so this would have to be about three years ago. It was about about three. Yeah, it was, it was about three years ago. Uh-huh. And we go down to Baldhead Island, North Carolina. And my stepfather's boss has a house out there, and my stepfather did really good with the stores that year and decided to give him a vacation and let him use the house. And we're like, all right. And so we planned a whole trip around it. We go down there, and it's, like, amazing. And it that summer, it was really, really hot. So, like, when you went outside, you were just pissed off. Like, you just take a step outside, and you're like, fuck my life. Like, it was that kind of heat. Yeah. And so the, the trip, for the most part, was fine. You know, you it was like two minutes away from the beach, able to drive myself by golf cart and go nice. swimming in the waves and that. Almost got dragged out to sea by Riptide, but, you know, yeah. that's done and gone. Um, but the last night we were there... <laughs> It started out like any other night. We're calming down, watching TV, just chilling. <laughs> and then we all go to bed. It's fine. Just, it's completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> Five o'clock in the morning rolls around. And I hear people yelling. And at first I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe I'm just dreaming. Like, yeah. Just weird ass dream, like surreal. Stream. And then I hear the door slam open. What? My brother's in tears. My mom is like yelling at him. I don't remember exactly what they said. And my stepdad was just like banging his head against the wall. Like he was pissed. What? At 5 a.m.? At 5 in the morning. You can't even get me on a cheerleader at 5 a.m. <laughs> but so I like stand up. I'm like, what? what's going on? And mom just, like, looks at me and doesn't say anything. Like, oh, that's Just bad. has that, like, yeah. like looks at me and then goes back to my brother. And all I hear her say is, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? What are you doing? You couldn't go to the bathroom. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't make it to the bathroom. I'm like, what the fuck? So I get up. run some out. You know, they don't really notice me. I pass by my stepdad, and he just kind of looks at me, and he gives me one of those, like, don't talk to me looks. Like, oh, yeah, you ever, yeah. your parents ever, like, give you that look, like, oh, yeah. don't don't talk to me, or otherwise I'm going to scream at you? Yeah. So I go down, and, you know, the um, my two younger siblings are up. They're, you know, not really sure what's happening. And I look around, and everything's completely normal. I mean couple dishes on the table nothing's like broken nothing's like no, nothing's out of the ordinary nothing's wrong yeah and then I go around to the living room and I look on the uh um rug oh no yeah. and there's a big old stain <laughs> big old stain oh and there's geez. paper towels around it <laughs> and I'm like what Oh my lord. So I go back upstairs and there it's a little bit calmer. I mean, granted, it was like that's it oh. is a little bit. And so my brother's like room's like completely shut off, closed. 
and my mom and my stepdad are talking, and I'm like, what happened? And they're like, your brother threw up on the rug. Oh. I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, you, you're the owner's $800 rug. Oh, no. $800 fucking dollars. And... You know, Dude. it's, like, rare. Like, you cannot replace this rug, apparently. Oh, no. That dude... Oh, and, and I'm like... boss's it's, it's It was messed mm. up that boss's house. Oh, and... Have mercy. Yeah, and it was... I mean, it was awful. It... And then I come to find out later that this wasn't, like, a spur of the moment. Like, you know, like, this wasn't, like, a... I had five seconds to throw up. Yeah. My brother got up and walked his ass down to the living room and then threw up. What? What? And that's what, because the rug itself, like you, because we cleaned it up afterwards and you couldn't actually see anything. Right. It was fine. Yeah. But he walked his ass down the stairs. And this is a two-story house, by the way. <sighs> was there not a bathroom upstairs? No, there was. Yeah, and this is what? like, yeah, and so. Wow. That, that doesn't really make sense. No, it doesn't. And it was, it was awful. I mean, that, it was like a horrible end of that trip. It was. Yeah, it's funny that, looking that back. Kind of puts like a. Puts like a. Like a dark cloud over the entire thing. Yeah, pretty much. Ooh, that must have been a really awkward um, car ride home. <laughs> well, considering that they both screamed at my brother, and then we all just sat in silence. Dude, that's really awkward. It's it's really awkward. Um, I can't say any of mine are as bad as that, but like. Oh, oh, trust me, it, it gets better. Oh, yeah? Go. And they they never actually told him. Oh. They never they never actually told him. Told him what? My boss. Oh. The boss. The oh. Brother, they never told him. I mean, at that point, why would yeah, you? Why would you? Yeah, why would you? Why are you going to do um, that? Sabotage yourself right there. Oh. Exactly, but... Don't need to tell him. Nah. Nope. That's nope. that's why we're not saying names, cause you know. No, nope, don't do that. Nope. Um. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's my uh, first story. So. That's crazy. Yeah. Don't man. don't throw up on the rug if you have access to a bathroom. That's my word of wisdom from that story. I think that's wise of you to say. No. Nope. It's common of, sense. Common but, sense, you know. but hey. <laughs> so. We have um. A bit of a feud here between Andy and I. So one thing we don't agree on in our friendship is uh, Coke and Pepsi. He's a Coke guy. I'm a Pepsi guy because Pepsi is the pride of the Carolinas. It's also the armpit of America, bud. No, that's Alabama. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but like Coke is where it's at. Nah, dude. Both are good. Pepsi Pepsi is like carbonated sweet tea. And that shit will kill you. Bro, it's the best. Coke is like, just straight up, gets the job done and gets out. Pepsi likes to hang around for lunch, which I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it'll kill you later on. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, but it gets in, gets out, and then it's like, see ya. Dude, Pepsi will literally make you slower. Like, not mentally, but like, Physically, you're just gonna like be slower. That's why Americans are fatter. <laughs> I knew that. All right, um, moving on now. 
Our second story comes from a couple nights ago on Valentine's Day. Uh, Andy and I could not score a date to save our lives. No, we could not. Um, Can't imagine why. But, uh, (laughs) so, we're like, all right, dude, we're going to hit the town, you know. We're just going to go chill. Yeah, it'll be fine, you know. And, uh, well, actually, originally one of my buddies was going to come, but then he bailed, which made us all sad. And we were going to stay in and, you know, have a romantic pizza dinner all together around the table, but it didn't happen. So, honestly, totally not a circle jerk. Yeah. Um, we're, we're very happy that this happened because it added some well needed, some much needed comedy, comedy to our lives. And so, um, Monday lives. I, I, I get in my car, yep. starts up fine, drive over to Andy's house. The moment I take the keys out of the ignition, car dies. Yep. Won't start up, it's dead, I don't know what it is. And we spend like, what, 20 minutes trying to start it back well, up? Well, so we start, we, we do that, I go inside and I get the battery pack, and we didn't even try that though. Like, we no, just, we hooked we it up. I don't know, we did. It didn't work. Then we used my car, jumped it, and it took like five minutes and it was fine. Yeah, and like it was fine. So, I, I mean, I thought nothing of it. I was like, all right, yeah. it's a problem solved. Yeah. So, we head in town, we park it, um, and we pray that we, it like, doesn't... We hold our breath. Yeah, it yeah well, like, We pray it didn't, you know, it would start up again. And we go to dinner, you know, have a fun time, walk around downtown, yep. look at all the couples and realize that we're not one of them. And one of us was perfectly fine with that. Uh, the other wasn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bud. Oh, uh, bud. Um, anyway, then we go back to the car. And, like, alright, please, Lord, baby Jesus, because baby Jesus is my favorite Jesus. I like the Christmas Jesus. And, <laughs> um, starts up. Alright, and I'm like, alright, score, we're good. Yep. So we drive around. We try to find some other, you know, places to go to. It the town's dead. Like it was. It, it was, is. I mean, it, it was like weirdly. U- UVA was well because okay, I mean, so, it's Valentine's Day. I would think people would be out. Well, because all the fraternities and sororities were throwing their own parties oh, and yeah. hanging out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they were doing their own thing. And it was cold too. But it's true. It's even you were cold. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I I I had on like two layers. Right? I had shorts on, dude. Yeah. It was freezing. That's your own. You your own worst enemy. I don't own pa- uh, pants, but <laughs> so like we're driving around, it was fine, and then Andy's like, "All right, let's go to Fish Street, pick up my schedule, because mm-hmm. he works at Jersey Mike's." I'm like, "All right, cool, dude." So yep. we go down there, and I shut the car off, and we go inside. He gets the schedule. We come back out. He opens the door. Lights turn oh. on. I open the door. Lights are off. Lights go off. Yeah. And I'm like. Oh. I'm like no, this. I'm like I literally said like this cannot happen again. Like what? This can't happen yeah, again. Then... So I I try to. I'm like, please Lord, baby Jesus, Christmas Jesus, please. Whatever crank God it. Is up there, I yeah. so I so I crank it. Nothing. Dead again. Second yeah. time tonight. It died. It died. Right? And so we spend about forty five minutes calling different people, people and trying to get someone to come out. Eventually, someone comes through. Yep. Pop open the hood. We're there for a good. I'd say 25 minutes trying, trying to jump to that back. car. Just, just with the one car. Yeah, just with the one car trying to jump the car. And it wouldn't start. It, would, it wouldn't, it was, wouldn't, it wouldn't work. It would not it turn wouldn't, over. It wouldn't turn over at all. And then we got someone else then to come and try their car. And the same thing happened. Like it, it didn't, just, yeah. it it didn't, didn't work. It didn't 
turn over. And eventually, after like an hour and a half of trying, it just became. I was up. like, I gave up, and I'm like, I like, dude, fine. We'll just so call I call dad. my dad, and actually, I, I call my mom, and she picks up, and she looks like she's. She was, she was worried about me because apparently, well, I sent her a text. that was like, "Hey, stranded out here uh, <laughs> at Jersey Mike's. Car won't start again, but it's fine." Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> and she, and then she FaceTimes me, and I'm like, "Hey, mom." She's like, "Is everything okay?" She was like really concerned. I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine," um, but I don't think my car is gonna start tonight. So my dad comes out. And um, so we retreat to uh, Wegmans across the street because it, at this point it's like really, really cold and we're freezing, you know. And so um, we get back over to the car. Dad tries to jump it for the fourth time that night, mind yep. you. Nothing. Still nothing. Still dead. So, dude, we go home. Uh, take Annie home. Then I go home. And we're thinking it's the alternator, you know. Alternator, yeah. But then... Um, uh, the following morning, I mean, I'm in no rush. I ain't got nothing going on this week, thankfully, so I'm just kind of chilling. Yeah. Um, but we call Tow Truck, Tow Truck goes, and gets the car, brings it over to the local mechanic. Shout out to uh, Wayne over at Tarleton Oaks, dude. Guy's amazing. Gets the job done. And um, he finds that it's actually a loose connection between loose, uh, the battery. And, like, the car, so apparently, yeah, like, the yeah. little clamp, yep. it wasn't clamping down all the way, and yep. so it was, like, in and out. And it's so if loose. the battery had, had um, shaken loose, like, while I was driving, the car would have just died. Car would have, In the yeah. middle of the road. And, like, that's kind of not good, dude. No, I mean, it freaks you out when you really think about oh, it. Yeah. Oh, You'd yeah. You'd be on 250 and going 60, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it just dies on you, and you gotta mm-hmm. bail out, but... I was like, dude... I didn't do it, but anyway, so my car's, you know, boking out on me, yep. being a freaking schmoll, <laughs> but it's all right. It's had a good 23 years. It's had its, it's 23-year-old Toyota Camry, but uh, I'm, so I'm fixing to buy a new car because I'm going to college in South Carolina, and like, there's no way I That's, that it. car will not. It's on its last legs, as no. it is, but I've driven it for as long as I could, so probably in like... End of April. End May, of I'll get a new car. Get a new car. Used car. I'm not buying a new car. I can't afford one. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, but, no, no. Uh, That's. Yeah, I forget. I was gonna say something about like what my mom said. I, I don't know. Oh right. So my mom was like, don't be vague. I was there, and she was like, "Why didn't you just call us like in the beginning when this all happened? You should have driven it right over to the mechanic." I'm like, "I didn't think there was a problem, huh?" And she was like, "Why didn't you just call us?" And I was like, "I was trying to retain my independence." Like, yeah. Come on, <laughs> like let me try. Yeah. And my dad was like, "I appreciate that, son. <laughs> Here's a beer." <laughs> and your mom was like, "What the hell is wrong yeah. with you?" Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's you know, I think. I think we were pretty justified in trying to do it ourselves. Cause, Very much cause so. Because we thought it was just a battery. Yeah. I mean, and, like, I mean, because, like, my family lives, like, really far out, you know, from town. Yeah. There are people that are nearby. I called, like, eight different people. Yeah, no. <laughs> they all said, hope you find somebody. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, bud. That was our Valentine's Day. Um, we'll get into this later. But our quote of the week actually comes from that night. Yeah. And so, this is the best quote I've ever heard. It is seriously the greatest quote of all time. It might be the quote of all time. 
It might be, yeah. So stick around to the end of the pod, and you will be lucky enough to hear that. that wonderful. Wonderful quote. I mean, it's gold. But... Tops anything Martin Luther King ever said, anything Lincoln <laughs> said, anything. It's just, this is like the epitome of what coach quotes should live up it to. It is excellence. We'll get into that later. Later. All right, Andy. What's your next story, bud? Well, how about you tell one, then? Because I, I told one, then we told one together, so it's your, your go. All right, right on, dude. I have, um, I have a lot. Really? Um, shoot, let's see. It's really weird. The microphone, like, makes this buzzing sound whenever my phone's near it. Sometimes. Oh, there we go. Anyway. All right. Whack. So, I was fortunate enough, um, my grandparents rent, uh, they rented a house in England, and they invited us to come up there and stay for a while. And so, so this is my first time traveling internationally, right? And for several days before um, the flight, I was I was psyching myself up for it. Like I was like, I right, can fly. It's my first time flying on an airplane too. So, oh, I, was, really? so I was a little bit like, <laughs> international flight. It was oh. like it was like a seven and a half hour flight. Yep. And like, well, thankfully it was direct, but it was my first time flying too. Yep. It was a red eye flight, so it was like overnight. Yeah. Um, and so we get to the airport. And I'm like, all right, it's the first time. It's gonna be. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be good. You know. And I got on the plane. I strap in. And I'm like, crap. There ain't no way off this. I can't do this. <laughs> like I started freaking out a little bit. And then, so plane uh, leaves terminal. It's going to the runway, and then as it accelerates. I'm just like I'm literally I'm literally holding on to my armrest yeah, and I'm like I'm right. I've been tense as I've ever been I'm like yeah. you know and then it takes off and I'm like <gasps> and yeah <laughs> it's like that's that's how I am man. yeah like, and then um every time it takes off yeah and then I uh, I literally as the plane like started to turn like my body I like I literally went like I like curled up in a ball and like held the seat yeah. for dear life dude. Yeah. I mean, I must have gained like 30, 40 pounds of muscle off that because, I mean, yeah. I was tense, bro. But, um, so we get on there, you know, and eventually, so we hit our first patch of uh, turbulence over like Maine. Oh, dude, scariest thing in the world. I'm looking out the window. So I'm in, I chose the middle seat, but I can still see out the window. So I look out the window to my left and then like, I see, um, I see the wings like, like wave and I'm like, what the, like, dude, like, this ain't right. This is like, this what is the hell's going on? What the hell's going on? Not a bird, not a bird, not a bird. <laughs> not a bird, not a bird, not a bird. And like, um, I was freaking out and I'm turning around, I'm like, dude, like, this ain't right. Yeah. And my mom's like, dude, it's fine. Like, you'll like, just chill, dude. It's fine. And I'm like, hell no, it man, is. Like, the hell it is. God damn, but, um, so eventually, I, so I didn't, I didn't get any sleep for like, I think a whole like 24 hours or something and really? so um we're, we're approaching uh, uh London Heathrow airport Heathrow airport yeah. and um through the clouds I can like see green like pastures and, like farmland I'm like oh this is England this is chill dude and I'm like I, I feel like I have enough energy to like I'm like I'm gonna go around dude I mean I was talking big game at this point I'm like dude I'm gonna walk all around that city dude like I'm ready for this dude and then, like, we, the, so my dad's like, all right, come over here, you know, let's, um, let me watch the landing. And so I was like, oh. so I, like, inch my way over there, and, like, I don't even remember if I was strapped in at this point. 
But like, <laughs> I was looking over the window, and then the clouds parted, and like the rumble was like right there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and it threw you off. And then yeah. when it landed, dude, when it like touched ground, that's when I like became super. I like I like finally relaxed, and I like I realized how tired I was. I slept for like freaking four hours at the hotel. We got there, bro. Oh my lord. But um, that was uh, that was my first experience flying. That's, yeah, I mean, that's me every time I fly, though. It never gets old. But after that, like, I love flying now. Oh, I I love it, too. Like, it's a really convenient way to travel. It's just the initial takeoff freaks me the fuck out. It doesn't freak me out. Like, I did the first time, but after that, I I always choose the window seat, and I love the takeoff, and I love the entire experience, and I'm, like, stoked for it. It gives me stoked. It does. Yeah, it makes you happy. Yeah. It's... it's, (laughs) Hi, right, bro. You go. What's uh, your next door there? So, <sighs> Skittles in the background. Yeah, get the sugar goodness. Um, so this one is takes place in Lake Placid, New York, and I was about twelve. I don't know. Whenever like whatever age you are in like fifth grade. It's like 12, 13 ish. No, no, not 13. It's like oh, 12. It's like 11, 11 12. 11, 12 or 11, 12. yeah. Because you're like 13 when you go into middle school. Um, is that. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, that's. Okay. So, like, fifth grade, so whatever age that is. And. Obviously, it snows like 10 months out of the year, so I decided to go sweater. Sled him. Oh, I love it, dude. And so I decided to go sledding, and it's like every other day. And I was like a professional sledder at that point. Nice. If that's even a thing. Like, it, like I could drop off. Better than the Jamaican bomb sled team. Yeah. i give them a run for their money. Um, but I became so good, and my legs, I banged up my legs so bad that I just couldn't feel anything after a while. Word. So I could just, like, drop off a hill bust up my legs and then keep going like i was good so i was like all right and the apartment we were living in there was like this lumber yard and they used to like whatever concrete that they would get rid of because they had like a bunch of concrete that would be dumped and then they would dump it into like the nearby field that was behind the apartment right you know it kind of wasteful but whatever and so i decide being the wise fifth grader that I am, oh yeah, I decided to go off of this hill that's directly behind the apartment because it's a drop Right. Because there's the apartment, like five feet of like flat ground, and then a drop off. And so I decided to sled down this fucking thing. And so I'm going down, going down, gaining speed. I hit an ice chunk, I launch, and I'm going <laughs> to land on my kneecaps. And there's this little pile of snow, and I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be fine. I hit the amount of pain <laughs> that I felt was like similar, nothing else. Similar to childbirth, right? Um, <laughs> probably even worse. But I lay there almost in tears. I, n- I didn't cry, which I was really proud of myself. <laughs> but I, like, I hit, I roll over, and I'm, like, sc- 
screaming every obscenity that you can think of. Like I could give <laughs> fucking Joe Pesci, like a top Joe Pesci. And so anyway, I lay there writhing in pain. I can't get up. And about 15 minutes goes by. And these French-Canadian exchange students walk by 20 feet above me. And they see me laying there. (laughs) None of them speak English. (laughs) So I was like, I had to wave my arms and be like, no, I'm fine. Leave me alone. (laughs) No, you're fine. And they're like, they just, just, none of them come down to like, check on me, nothing. They all just like kind of look at me. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. And they go inside to whatever... Because I think that's where they were living. Or, right, yeah. And so anyway, I lay there for like half an hour. Half an hour after half that. Hour. So I'm there for like almost an hour at this point. Wow. Then my brother comes out, finds me, goes down the hill, looks at me, and goes, are you okay? And I'm like, no. And he goes, oh. <laughs> I didn't have a plan for that. <laughs> and I look up and I'm like, are you going to help me? And he goes, no. What? So then he walks over. Are you serious? Walks over to a piece of concrete, drops his pants, takes a fist. What? Looks at me and goes, Bye, Andrew. And what? Fucking walks oh, off. Leaves me dude. there. And it's starting to get dark at this point. <laughs> oh, buddy. That's hard. So I'm like, Alright, I'm going to freeze if I don't get moving. Mm hmm. Like your Bear Grylls survival. Exactly. That was like, this was like my survival yeah. moment. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make it up the hill, going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I get up, I take my sled, I use it as a crutch, and I walk like five feet, and then I fall over again. Oh, Growing up, there wasn't any concrete, so I was fine. Mm-hmm. I lay there for like a couple minutes, get myself up again, and I get out to the road that goes by the um, by this lumber yard. I'm just walking it, hobbling as fast as I can, which, you know slow and steady beats the race my ass <laughs> you know it and it was cold and it was it was just, it was awful yeah man and so then finally I get up to the road that it lead, that it feeds into and it's this big ass hill it's this icy hill ooh those are the worst yeah and so try walking up that with a busted up kneecap nah dude nah for so me. I tried to walk up it I kept sliding so then I had to get over to the snowbank and literally crawl with my sled in hand. Like, I had to, like... That's hardcore. Yeah, and I was, like, crawling up the hill. And then finally I get up to the main road, walk to the apartment, you know, and I'm, like, fine at, fine at this point. Legs still killing me. Get up to the apartment, take off my stuff. Dad was like, where you been? And I'm like... Smash my leg on a piece of concrete, and he goes, you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, okay. And I was like, okay. And that was it. <laughs> There's a lot of just like, okay. Like, it was like, <laughs> your family. as long as I didn't die, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't say, I didn't talk to my brother for like a week after that. I wouldn't either, honestly. Like I, was, I was, that's, angry. that's some, yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, it, it was awful. That reminds me of. Oh gosh, when I was younger, dude, uh-huh. I had so many biking accidents, like skateboarding accidents. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Like, I remember 
I think I told you this story and I like showed you the hill where um uh, I it was on uh like Locust Avenue or something. I think it was somewhere near down near downtown here and um so I had this bike dude. It was a uh it's a mountain bike. Yep. And I was doing a lot of road bike things on my mountain bike. You could, I mean, but it yeah. goes between, so like, you it can does. do, yeah. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm getting on top of this hill, I'm like, alright, I am Tom Cruise, and I am in Mission Impossible, and this is gonna work. Yep. So, I head on down this hill, and I'm, de- I'm debating, I'm like, this is a bad time to have a debate in your mind on which direction you're gonna go. Yeah. And so I was thinking, all right, I'm going to go straight. Going to go straight. Wait, do I want to go left? Do I want to go left? I want to go straight. I want to go left. I want to go straight. And then all of a sudden, I turn left, you know, and that's where I don't remember anything. Because apparently what was described to me as happening is the bike slid out from under me. Yeah. And my head hit the, hit the pavement. And I hobbled up to my house with the help of my neighbor. And my mom took me to the hospital. At which point, I do remember one thing, which was eating fried chicken in the hospital. And then I remember being in the parking garage, going home. That is all I remember. How long were you there for? I have no idea. Whoa. I like legit. I, you know, to be completely honest with you, dude, I don't remember a thing from that day. Like, that day is just gone for me. I don't remember anything. It was it. bike, fried chicken, hold. Yeah, yeah like, that, that's the only memories I have. And I'm like... That's Damn. weird. Yeah, that just, I mean, dude, at that point in my life, I, I probably crashed my bike like three, four times a week doing the stupidest things, too. Like one time, um, I made a quick left-hand turn and was confronted with the sidewalk, at which point I didn't know what to do. So I was going full speed, like 25 miles an hour at this you know sidewalk, and I hit it, and I launched forward. And I literally do a flip in the air, so my back is now facing the ground. Guess what I hit? A thorn bush. That was hard to get out of right there, I'll tell you what. But I mean, that ain't even the worst of it. Because one time, I was going down a hill, and um, I decided, oh, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to go on the sidewalk for a second, and then jump back onto the, the, um, the road. Yep. So I get on there, dude. And what I didn't see was this brick that was standing up from the rest of the <laughs> this person's driveway at the end of the driveway uh, where the sidewalk converges. And so I was there. My bike tire hits that. I fly forward again, and I smash my face on the ground, dude. Ooh. Ooh. And I tell you, dude, my knees, both of my knees, like I still have scars from that. Really? I was like 13 when that happened. Oh, so that was somewhat recent. Yeah, I, that was like, like I still have scars. You know, that reminds me, this is going to be the last you know, part of that story. I was going down this hill, and um, but I was on a skateboard this time. Oh. But I wasn't standing up, I was sitting down. So it, oh, was, it was bound to happen. Yeah. Okay, like, it, it, all right, for those of you out there, all you groms, you know, all you kooks who don't know how to, like, properly ride a board, all you do, all I see y'all doing is sitting down on the skateboard and trying to go. You know what that results in? A fatal injury, my guy. That's just how it, that's just how it goes. And I tell you what, though, it was um, I was going down this hill, and I had my my phone in my right hand, 
and my um, speaker in my left hand. And this was where I was really dumb because I, I, went, I, got, to the, so I got to the bottom of the hill oh. and I was going every bit of 15, right? Oh, wow. I plant my feet in the ground thinking, oh, I'm slow enough, it won't matter. I launch forward. Oh. My face hits the pavement. My phone shatters. Brah. Freaking shatters. You know how long I had to live with that? Like two and a half years. Whoa. Like I could barely touch the home. This is iPhone four. <laughs> I can barely touch the home button, bro. Like, it, it, like I got glass shards in my finger every time I tried to touch it. <laughs> it was ridiculous, bro. It was it was insane. But like, that was a time in my life where I just didn't have any regard for myself, and I just kept on hurting myself. And I was like, "This is fun. I love this." this. Is, yeah. That's what I, that's me and Slutty Man. I yeah. almost broke my back. Literally, <laughs> I looked like a reverse C. Oh, gee. Go down this hill, I hit an ice chunk, I roll, and then my back, perfectly down the middle of my back, sideways, my legs, my arms, ooh, <laughs> oh, that's painful. So I look like a C. That is painful. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm thinking, like, am I paralyzed? So I move my legs, I'm like, oh, thank God. And then I get up, walk back to the house, and I'm like, all right. Dude, that's crazy. I did, I could never do that. Or like the time I climbed a tree like 20 feet in the air during a snowstorm. That was fun. I would yeah. do that again. Yeah. Because you can't see the ground, so it's like, okay, we're oh, chill. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, so like yeah. all I saw was white below me, so I was like, all right. Yeah. And then. That's fine. Yeah. It was fun. Let's see. Traveling stories. Do you have any traveling stories? I have a few. So, <sighs> I don't go on vacation all that much. Right. I mean, we're not the kind of family that really goes out of out of state all that much. I mean, yeah. over the last weekend, I um, went to this farm, this farmhouse called Thanksgiving Thanksgiving House nice. for my birthday. And eighteen. Yep. Girls, watch out. Andy's <laughs> coming. Um. <laughs> make me sound like a child predator. Right? Um. <laughs> but. Yeah, and it was my aunt, my uncle, um, it was a lot of fun, and I actually got to drive my uncle's truck. Um, I saw a picture of it. Yeah, it was really nice uh, Toyota, and it was a six-speed, actually, which was really, really fun. And that's a fun truck to shift, too, because it was, like, it's chill. Like, you, you, don't can, re- like you can feel it. You can feel it, yeah, like, it was, you know, or, you, or actually, you can't really feel it, and that's a good thing, because you can just kind of leave it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And just yeah. let it be. That's nice. And I remember, like, you know, we go down the back roads, and we're, like, sliding, having fun. And it was just really pretty. It was misty. It had this, like, really surreal, weird vibe to it. This is the best moments, though. Yeah, those, but it was, like, it was cool. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to just chill out and have some fun. And, you know, so we did that. Um... We actually had cows walk up to our fence because our house oh, was surrounded no. by a fence and a cow like walked up and was like looking in the window and it's freaky how smart these things are. Yeah. Like I've never been around cows before and it's crazy how like aware they are. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because like I walk outside and then like a hundred feet to my left and all of a sudden... You know, these cows, like, turn their head and, like, look at me. Yeah. And they just, like, 
lock eyes with me and they're like just staring me down the whole time and it's freaky. But that's kind of cool. Though. It is cool because it's like they're really smart animals. Yeah. And we eat them a lot. Yeah. And we love to and eat them. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I walked up to one of them because I was trying. I wanted to pet, pet a fucking cow. Yeah. And. You know, so I try to go up to a baby, and the baby kind of looks at me, moves, and then goes behind its mom, and the mom looks at me and was like, don't try anything or otherwise I'm going to fuck you up. And I said to myself, I see how it is. Yeah. You'll taste really good as a burger one day. See ya. <laughs> and then I, you know, go back inside. It's like, all right, mom, you got four days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was... Just, it was just a really cool house, though, because it was yeah. like it was built in the eighteen fifties. Like old farmhouse. Old yeah, old school farmhouse, and it had like a like secret passageway that like went from the top floor all the way down to the basement and a side door. So it was like, I wonder if the husband like had like a mistress that and that was like the door she <laughs> like that was like the, mis- that, the mistress way or whatever. Oh, that's hilarious. Mistress door. Um, that's awesome. But, yeah, but it was it was a those room. old farmhouses are just the cool. They're just the like old buildings like that. Nothing like them. Man. Oh, for sure. Like for sure. You know, don't get me wrong. I like newer buildings, whatever. But it's like these old places have like character. For me, I dig a place with character. Yeah, that's why I love like history. Like you can yeah. feel that like people lived here. Like that's why I love towns like you know like Wilmington and like Charleston and Savannah is because. All of those towns have so much history, and even downtown Charlottesville, you know. Oh, if you if you go like on the like the downtown mall, like there's old. so it's old, it's beautiful, it's you know. Really you can you can feel that there's and so much that happens. The character is just oh, it's that's why I love that. So dig it, so dig it. And the thing is, it was and this was actually really interestingly how it was explained to me, but Charlottesville is very much like a European city because like Spanish or English. Well, just like just European, European. in general, oh, so okay. it wasn't like not like the actual buildings. Like they were built, I think, in like the third, like in the thirties and the forties, right? And but it's the way they like reuse buildings because you never see them building on downtown. That's true. You never see construction except for that one building that hasn't been finished in like the ho- yeah, years. hotel. That's yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, but apparently, like over in Europe, because they're pretty resourceful. Mm-hmm. In the fact that they've been around for 2,000 years, so, you know, why throw out the old when the old's still good? Dude, the old is always good. And, you know, so whatever buildings that don't have, like, asbestos in them, yeah. they just reuse them. And it was always shot, and you notice that with downtown, is the shops are always being, like, switched out. Oh, yeah, no, that definitely. Some, well, some of them. I mean, yeah. there are, like, businesses that have been there for 20 years and are going to be there for another 20 years. But you know how, like, there's, like, the old drugstore that... You know, like different like yeah. pop up shops, yeah. and it's cool, and it's yeah. like you know definitely, and there's spaces available too. Oh yeah, you know? and I dig it, I dig it. Yeah, like I would if I was to like open up like some sort of bar, or even like like a record shop would be cool. I have like an old yeah. record store that'd be cool. That'd yeah. be a cool space. For I see you as an old record store owner. That'd be that'd be I'd, so I'd, for like a retirement. That'd be awesome. But yeah, for sure. It'd be fun. That's um, but I dig the old character though, because you know, I mean, you see places like um, I'm trying to think. The only thing that really comes to mind is like Charlotte, you know, in North Carolina, because the so so the down so the inner city and the downtown 
it's been like growing so much. It has been. But it's yeah. too big for its britches now. And so it's spilling out. Like the suburbs of Charlotte are now in like South Carolina. Like it's that big. But I feel like that's not as much. Well, because it's all new. It's all new. It's, all, it's, 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 it's very commercialized. It's, it's a growing. Very, yeah. Like, in fact, I, I saw a weird statistic where it's like most of the immigrants coming to North Carolina are actually from like the Midwest. And like they're all going to like Charlotte. Really? Yeah. People are like coming from the Midwest. From the Midwest to like Raleigh and Charlotte. Yeah. There's actually a big Australian um, influence in Wilmington. There's a big like population of Australian people. Really? In Wilmington. Yeah. It's kind of kind of awesome. But I think with the like cities like the Charlotte metro area, like, they, yeah. they're it's not they don't have enough space, mm-hmm. so they just have to build more buildings. Like I mean, you go to like. Philadelphia, D.C., those are historic cities, you know. You don't, I mean, you see, like, you have, like, a center, like, downtown, and those are all, like, the big buildings are, right? And then you expand, like, from that, what used to be the suburbs, they actually, like, kind of, if it's not, like, terribly historic, they just kind of, like, build more skyscrapers, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what happens a lot in, like, um, places like like Philly and D.C. Mm -hmm. But some, like, places like New York City... And like uh, uh, San Francisco, um, the thing with those is that it's, it's it was already built a big city, but the population stayed the same. You know? Well, yeah, because they, so they can't. Well, they can't expand because it's on an island. Exactly, and so New then York they, Islander, yeah. yeah, and so then they just kind of live with what they got. But I think they what they've got is just so awesome. It is, yeah. You know, and I feel like at some point the build those buildings are going to have to come down. Eventually. But that's not for... I mean, run, we'll you, be you for can keep on renovating the building. No, it'll be fine. Oh, yeah. If you upkeep yeah. them, they'll last for 100 years. Absolutely. Um, but, but that's... Uh, that's like... That's why I really like Europe is because those buildings, especially like the really old ones, those have been there for hundreds of years. Oh, yeah. Like when, and, yeah. you know, like to me, you know, I'm all about stories. So, like, what kind of people have come through there? What What's happened here? You like, would, where I'm standing? Like, what? who else is stood where I'm standing. I did I dig like we're both history buffs. Yeah. And we dig that. But you would have loved England because Oh, I, I oh my loved god, dude. Like we went to the freaking Bath countryside, dude. Like yeah. West Coast. And it's so just the city of Bath is so historic and it goes back to the the Romans coming in there and like building yeah. like these hot springs they find in the ground and now like you can still find there's still hot water flowing into that pool. Yep. You know, and like you see the downtown, dude, there's freaking like 200 year old, 1,000 uh, year old restaurants. Yeah. You know, there's like little and taverns like, that have been. There's musicians, there's like these old, you yeah. know, English abbeys, which are like churches, you yep. know, and like you see, it, it's just the culture of there is just insane. And I, I really, yeah. really enjoyed it, man. It was it was incredible. And even in, like, some English towns, like, there's bridges that have been there since, like, the 1300s. Yeah, like, I actually saw a gate that was from medieval. It was, like, legit a medieval gate, like, built in the medieval times. Time. Oh, my God. Dude, I mean, like... most of the architecture there was, like, from the Victorian era and, like, the Georgian era. But That's, yeah. Of that, but, like, there were still these little hints from the medieval, like... This yeah. gate has been here, here since the medieval times. It has times. seen multiple... Since King Arthur, dude. Like, yeah, freaking... Like from the time of... What uh, up, dude? I was like... Yeah. My stoke level is just so... It was, it was amazing. It's, you know... Incredible. Like, I just still can't get over how... 
amazing the history is. Yeah. And it's or, just so much. Dude. And that's the thing, like, especially with Charlottesville, these, like, old houses, these old buildings, like, you have no idea what went on in them. Exactly, yeah. Like, you remember the controversy with the, like, slit, the auction house? Yeah, I that's a, that. like I, I've walked by that building a hundred times, and I'm like, it's kind of freaky to think about that people were actually sold there. If I you know. Really think about it. Yeah, it's it's insane, but because you never you never you don't know. think about that. you don't yeah you don't yeah. know what's actually happened like what went yeah. on in these buildings. Yeah, and... it's but it's crazy to see those places though. Yeah, the and it's crazy place. to think like, whoa, like I mean, things happen here that yeah. are beyond our understanding. It's it's incredible. It is. But, that it is. Yeah. We're on a rant. Do you have any more stories? Uh, I think I'll save them for another episode. All right, I have a few more. <laughs> some really, some really funny ones, um, that I can just kind of go through real quick, like. But so I take um. I have a kind of a beef, uh, with the Atlanta airport, all um, right. because all right. First of all, I fly through the Atlanta airport. Far too much. I don't like it. It's enormous. It is like... It's one of the biggest airports in the world. It's it's so freaking huge. I, I can't find my way around. Every place legit looks the same. And yeah. flights are always... Like, like, you land in Terminal A, right? Yeah. And you got four minutes to get to your next flight. And that's in Terminal D. Terminal D is probably a good mile away yeah like a literal mile like a literal mile and so now you're rushing like i got four minutes to walk around quick around. and like this my beef is like the um the busyness of the airport and the similar like they don't even have like themes for each terminal like i would have a theme for like each terminal like yeah. i don't know i mean maybe you have like elvis in one and like uh <laughs> like uh like Marilyn Monroe like, and another. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe and another. Be like, okay, I know where I'm at. I'm yeah. in Elvis. I'm in Marilyn Monroe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I know where I'm at. Yeah. And besides that, um, I had a few experiences at the Atlanta airport that really um, put a damper on my stoke. Um, this one time, I was leaving for... Um, I got in there early in the morning um, from Charlottesville. And I was going to Fort Lauderdale. And freaking i had like three minutes until the door like closed and my plane uh, was taken off i'd ordered something from shake shack about 20 minutes earlier and so i was sitting there I'm like i can't wait for my my shake shack bra which by the way is like overpriced i mean come on dude and like so i'm waiting <laughs> two minutes until the, the um flight time was like all right we can't wait for you anymore they call my order it's like 50 yards away so I'm running through the Atlanta airport, um, like, oh, uh, food. like, um, like Tom Cruise away from an explosion, you know? And like, I'm just like running, dude. I grab it and I'm like, merci beaucoup, you know? And I dart back over to the plane, dude. Barely catch it. And that was the worst $13.75 I spent in my life, dude. Oh, a freaking <laughs> smoothie and like a um sausage breakfast roll thing. Uh, like, that's so dumb. Cheapo, what are you talking about? Thirteen seventy five. Are you kidding me? Like I ain't gonna pay that. I mean, go come to on. McDonald's and get it for like three bucks. Yeah, I actually swore off McDonald's, dude. Like as a kid, I went there so much. Really? And dude, I was just like, eventually, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like this is ridiculous. Like, what was that? Sounds like a cat orgasming. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm drinking my smoothie, and I'm flying over Jacksonville, Florida at this point. You know, we're going along the East Coast, and I can see the blue water, dude. I'm feeling the stoke. And, like, I don't know. It was worth it at that point. Another beef at the Atlanta airport. Um, this one time I was flying home from uh, New Mexico, and... You know, you never want to have a pilot with hobbies. You really don't. Especially not one who thinks he's a stand-up comedian. Oh, Those are the worst. So let me tell you, we got on the plane, and before we'd even pulled out, he was like trying to make... He's he's terrible, by the way. He's a terrible stand-up comedian. And he was trying to make jokes about engine fires and plane crashes. (laughs) We hadn't even left the terminal. I'm like, you know what? I might find me something. Uh, yeah, go find, go find somewhere else. Oh, man. God, dude. And like, oh. we, we took off. He, look, not a moment after we took off, he was like, you know what I like to start my flights off with? A good barrel roll. You know, I feel like it gets the blood moving. <laughs> Everyone's sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, it's like, no. No, 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 no. please, please, no. <laughs> but I was balling. I mean... So we were flying. There's a massive thunderstorm that was going on over the Atlanta area at that point. And he was like, he literally came over the intercom and was like, uh, folks, uh, do you mind if you look to your left? There's a uh, thunderstorm. I was thinking, you know, it might be fun to be uh, struck by lightning today. I think it'll really boost the uh, mood aboard the plane. What do y'all think? And I was like, <laughs> like no, no, no. So, I mean, I was stressed out. Another time, when I was actually, uh, another time I was in the Atlanta airport. <laughs> I mean, these are all different times, by the way. Awesome. <laughs> so I was flying, flying home from Florida again, and um, I stopped by this uh, Mexican uh, restaurant. I love Mexican food. I think if I was to eat one cuisine for the rest of my life, it would have to be Mexican food. Um, I can respect that. Yeah. I, so I got this quesadilla, steak quesadilla, right? Yeah. And I'm chewing on this thing, you know, and I'm feeling good about it, right? And I get on the plane... And so there are two things bad that happened on this flight. <laughs> One of them was that I'm in the very back seat. Oh. And I don't have a window. And that sucked, dude. Because yeah. literally, I was looking. So <laughs> it was actually really freaky. I was looking like ahead. Because um, I'm in the way back. I can see all the way up to the front. I saw the plane like do like the wave. Yeah. Sometimes. Like it literally like, it felt like I was on like a bus. Like a, yeah. Like a really like, like a shaky. Effect. And it was like, looked like the plane was like, like the front would go down, you know, but the back would get some. <laughs> Secondly, my stomach, dude, my stomach was uh, churning up something bad, man. I mean, oh my Lord, dude, All I must that. have used that bathroom probably a good 40% of the entire flight. I mean, my God, it was awful. It was awful for like three days, dude. Found out it was food poisoning, bro. Ooh, on a flight. That's freaking nasty, dude. I mean... Like, that's the last time I'd eat, uh, Mexican, before eat Mexican food before in the flight. Atlanta airport. Off any airport, for that matter. Because one time I had Chinese food from the Fort Lauderdale International Airport, dude. Best Chinese food I've ever had in my life. I mean, it was great. Anyway, that's like two of the stories. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Shake, shake. Yeah, folks. Oh don't, uh, don't eat... 
Mexican food before yeah. you I got, get on a flight. I got like two more short ones. So um, one time, so I'll I'll just start this off by saying that um, if you have a nice car, don't park it under a coconut tree. Because I pull up to this, you know, this this fine establishment in Key Largo, and I I get out of the car and I'm I'm, I'm looking over and I, I notice this red sports car, this BMW, I'm just convertible, um and. I was parked under this coconut tree and the window is smashed. The window. Oh, the window. I mean, yeah. the coconut was just plumb in there, and the, win- the window was just destroyed, dude. So by don't a coconut. By a coconut. Oh Do not park under the coconut tree. Um, on the way back from that trip, um, I so I spent all my money in Key West. <laughs> And I was, oh, yes, yeah, and I was, uh, and I, I literally had zero dollars to my name. So I get to the airport, and I, I, you know, I pass security, get into the check bag line, and all right, how many bags? I'm like, I just got this one duffel bag, and they're like, all right. So they're like, that'll be sixty dollars, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I pull out my card. <laughs> I stick it in. It says declined, Declosed. and I was like, "Oh no!" The worst feeling to have. So I was like, that. "I was like, this can't be happening." So I tried again. Declined. Declined. And so uh, my mother ends up saving the day. I called her. I was like, "You ain't gonna believe this." And she was like, "What'd you do?" And I'm like, "I spent all my money in Key West." And she was like, "What do you need?" I was like, "Sixty bucks to get home." She was like, so you're telling me that if you don't have 60 bucks, you're not going to be able to make it home? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, all right, fine. She's like, like condescending. Like, pay me back. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, I did check my bag. Um, but while I was standing in the line to, like, get on, like, in the line for something, um, I noticed this dude in front of me. I mean, this guy was, like... If Moto Moto was like a person, <laughs> I mean, he was so jacked that like, dude, he was so jacked. You could like smell the testosterone. You could, yeah, you could smell the testosterone. Just you know, I mean, th- he, this is the kind of guy where like his full time job is working out and all he does is drink protein shakes. Yeah, you know, and I mean, like. Wow, dude. I mean, he was the biggest, freaking, most jacked guy I've ever seen, dude. Yeah. Um, and I knew that, like, if I even if I even breathed in the wrong direction, he would instantly grab my neck and snap it like a twig. Yeah, I mean, he was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> but um, yeah, that was that was that. <laughs> um, I have one more story actually. Actually, I think I have a story. Oh, go. Go for it. So, this... I mean, this can be, like, kind of one big story, but I'm just going to tell a part of it. All right. So, my aunt got married about almost two years ago. This oh, was nice. 2019. And I first time to the West Coast, went out to Seattle, Washington. Hmm. And it was really, really fun. Like, it was a cool, cool, like, hip town. Like... Nice, all of, like the hipster stuff and that like you hear about it like it's, it's just it's a neat it's town. real it's real like it's <laughs> and it's a I mean and that like West Coast energy is there no way that like that West Coast kind of like aura about it like the oh, kind of stuff yeah. that you feel like how like 
I didn't know this for facts, but like California, you know, people always talk about it's a different like feeling out there. Well, yeah, yeah it is. It's no. way different feeling. But so on that trip was the first time I've ever ridden a Ferris wheel. No way. And it was on the um, pier. And this is a big ass wheel too. Like this isn't like a state fair little hillbilly. Oh my god! Stuff. I have so many experiences, bad experience at like state fairs where they're just full of rednecks and bad poop. <laughs> but continue. you know, and and not a whole lot really happened. It was just I went up and I was like freaking out the whole time, and I was like trying to keep it balanced. And. I can't remember if it was my brother or my... Well, I think it was my... Well, it was my cousin or my uncle. I can't remember who exactly was in the like thing with me. Yeah. But they started to like shake it. No. And I'm like, chill out, chill out, chill out. And they're just like... They're like using it like a big ass swing. Because you like, know a 17-year-old kid put that together in a parking lot and had parts left over? <laughs> But, yeah. yeah, no, it just it freaked me out real bad. That's and we were there for, like, 20... We were going around the wheels for 20 minutes. Yeah. I actually remember I had a... Um, the first time I went in, like, a legit Ferris wheel that was not a sketchy one in a state fair was um in London. The London Eye, you know? Really? How they have, like... Oh, the... Yeah, yeah. The, the giant thing, yeah. dude. It was so sick. That sounds... It was freaking sick. No, but, like, yeah, not but, like the one at Myrtle Beach. That thing is creepy. Oh, it's like this old, like, you can hear, like, the gears like, grinding, it's like, yeah, you gotta, like, write your will out before you go on. Love you, honey, love you, kids. I don't yeah, know if I'm coming and, back. And it's operated with a guy who has, like, two fingers. Yeah. Not, not two fingers on one hand, two fingers total. And he's smoking a cigarette, <laughs> has a little beer. How would you even be able to do that with, like, one finger on each hand? He's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um It's like a guy selling you fireworks. Yeah, pretty much. Like, no teeth and no hands. <laughs> Some scary-looking people, man. Yeah. But... <laughs> that's it for me from with stories. You have anything nice. else? I have one more. All right. Oh, oh you won't love this one. Because you remember hearing this. Actually, shoot. Well, let's do our... Remember, we, we did a, a big trip down south recently. Back to my homeland. And, um... Oh, do, do, the college visits. Yeah, so we were visiting colleges, and um, there's a bunch of different stories about that trip. Oh, so what yeah. Do you, what do you, what do you, which one are you talking about? So the um, so we we're on our so we actually a quick overview. Um, we visited uh, University of North Carolina at Wilmington, um, Un- uh, Coastal Carolina University, which I ended up like it's crazy. It changed my this whole trip changed my per- my mind on these colleges. This is why it's important to visit. Yeah. Because before I was about to, um, you know, commit to this college, uh, university, uh, USCB down in Hillhead, yep. that was like, when I got there, I just the vibe was off, you know. Well, okay, so the initial reaction we had was that this was like a really laid back college, but then your parents were like, nah. Yeah, but but when I realized that my major would be off campus, and that's like it was another it was campus, like, it wasn't yeah. even a real it wasn't even it was like in the town of Beaufort, it was, which was yeah. a cute little town, but um, it it was just not a college experience in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, it was super super small already, and then yeah. it would be even smaller. Yep. And for the price point it was at, 
you know, we realized it, it just wasn't worth it. But the Hilton Head Island, I have to say, was a beautiful that was, place. That was a really cool island. Yeah. Like, actually, I'd never been there before. I'd always heard about it, you know, yeah. but it's super beautiful. Yeah. Um, but this, um, so I, I ended up committing to Coastal Carolina, as you all know. Yep. Super stoked. Uh, right near Surfside Beach, South <laughs> Carolina. So, feeling great. Marine <laughs> science is the major. I'm stoked on that. But the story I was going to tell comes from when we were driving through Greensboro, North Carolina, and there were like seven Bojangles in the area. So there's sorry, so this little town in North Carolina, Greensboro, um, yeah, Green or Goldsboro actually. Um, the only form of occupation for the folk around there, oh yeah, is yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, is the yep. seven Bojangles that surround the area. Yep. Um, and occasionally they, they just kind of cycle people through there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this one time, we were, we were driving down there years ago now. Um, our car broke down. <laughs> at I, the, remember, um, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Our car broke down on I-40 right next to a Bojangles in, in Goldsboro. And um, so we get out and we're like, man, we have to go all the way back to Wilmington now, which is like 90 miles. And um, my grandparents... They were like, all right, we'll come get y'all. So we were there for about two or three hours, um, and we're getting hungry. You know, it's, like, it's, it's lunchtime. So we head over to the um, to the Bojangles, which is right there. And <laughs> um, I walk in there, and I'm, you know, I'm with my mother, and I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, all right. So we get to the front of the line. The only thing that they're talking about is how Tanisha won't come in on Sunday. She don't never come in on Sunday. Yeah. She don't call. She don't go come in. I mean, the yep. entire the only thing I heard was like, like don't call Tanisha. She ain't gonna come in. No, she never worked no Sunday. Don't call. She ain't gonna come in. And it was hilarious because I'm standing at the front of the line. This lady is right there at the register. You know, she's she's really touching the register, but she's looking back to her coworkers. Be like, Tanisha, never yeah. come in on Sunday. Don't call. She ain't gonna come in. You're wasting time with Tanisha. She don't never work no Sunday. I, don't know. <laughs> I was like, can I please have some freaking fried chicken? Like, God damn, dude. Oh and like, so we were there for like probably five minutes where they had it out about Tanisha not like working no Sunday. Three minutes too long for Bojangles. <laughs> I mean, I was like, what the hell, dude? Like, I'm like, I'm just here to order some chicken. Y'all are talking about, I'm, this ain't my problem. No, Tanisha. Like, come on, dude. But it was hilarious because they were going back and forth about oh, no more no Sundays, you know, man, the color. Like y'all don't need Tanisha, okay? Look, you have a register, you know how to work it. I'm sure there are people in the kitchen knowing half what they're doing, and like I mean, at this point, you don't you don't need Tanisha. You don't. Right? You don't. You don't need. You don't need Tanisha. You don't need. You want Tanisha. Yeah. But you don't need Tanisha. Yeah. So that's my, that's my final. Road trip slash traveling stories, my lord. And it was a bang, dude. And it was a bang. In Tanisha. I swear. Every time that we pass by that Bojangles, we always are like, Tanisha, it's not Sunday. You better be working. (laughs) Every single time. And you were, you fell a victim to this when we went down to. To visit the colleges. Oh, I heard it. Yeah, yeah that was. I was, was like, I forgot the story. Like when we passed by it, I'd forgotten that that was a thing. So I was like, what the fuck are they going? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, hilarious. That's, that's that's too funny though. Yeah. Sets. 
every time we pass by that part of North Carolina, and I don't really think so. New Sunday! We got it, but Jangles here in town recently, and every time yeah. we pass it, we're like, Tanisha, you better be working up here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, that wraps that up. Let's move into uh, our media. Our media. Ooh, I've been sorry. looking forward to this one. Oh yeah, dude. Like, dude, this is this is all you. Explain. So we decided to do the song uh, "Venus" by Shocking Blue. It was sixty-nine. So it was it was sixty-nine. I'm trying to remember what the band was. Shocking Blue. Well, Shocking Blue, but what, what, the country, they, what country they came from. I sounded like England to me. No, but they weren't. They were from Norway, I think. It was a Nor. Yeah, okay. So it was a Norwegian uh, band. Um, not. It was more of like a regional, popular over in Europe kind of band during the sixties. And it, it has such a unique like opening guitar riff. Oh yeah. The, it's, yeah. It almost and, sounds like a Beach Boy song. Almost, almost, kind yeah, of. Yeah, which it's, is why I dug it. Yeah, like it was, and it's it's an interesting song because it goes into it talks about this woman named Venus and it kind of alludes to like Greek mythology and oh. you know if you want to. I didn't pick up Venus. on that. Well, yeah, it. I don't know Greek mythology. Well, all the in fourth grade, everyone was getting into all that, and I mean, I was climbing trees and eating dirt. I didn't really do. <laughs> Okay. So, um, so it says, A goddess on a mountaintop was like a burning silver flame, the summit of beauty and love, and Venus was her name. So Venus being the Greek goddess of love. Um, it, it really paints a picture of, you know, this like wild, stormy scene. You know, this beautiful woman's in the midst of all of it on top of a mountain. Beautiful woman's. <laughs> and... You know, the chorus goes, she's got it, yeah, baby, she's got it, I'm your Venus, I'm your fire. So, you know, I think it's kind of this, from whoever's, like, telling it, is they're alluding to, I'm your, you know, like, I'm like Venus to you, and you have to worship I am your goddess of love. I am your, yeah. So it's ultimately a love song, if you think about it. Oh, it definitely is. I mean, there's no question about it. And it's interesting how they, like, the imagery they use of, you know, her weapons, her crystal eyes, making every man mad, black as the night she was, got no one else she had. Radical. And that, like, that's really it. speaks to, like, you know, a physical description of, like, her beauty. And yeah. I find that to be really interesting, because it's like this person's comparing herself to Venus. That's kind of egotistical, though. That's very it's it, it is egotistical, but you know, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I dig it. You know, and it's like I'm your fire. What's your desire? Well, I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. What's your desire? It's a very ego driven song. If you really if you're singing it about it's yourself, like it's like she sees herself as the goddess on the mountain. That's very egotistical. Very, I don't know. I mean, that's I mean, that's, I mean it, maybe it's confidence. If you um, it's, I don't know. It's that's, confidence. That's, smidgen of humility would not do you so bad. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's all up to interpretation. I guess. I mean, I mean like, maybe she's just like super confident. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying, is maybe yeah. she's confident. Like, I, I could totally understand that if she yeah. was just being confident. But if she was being a, a schmoll, you know, and she was being super egotistical, I'd be yeah. like, all right, you know, curb your egotistical. Well, oh, I think... Curb your ego. Uh-huh. That's the way you say it. Yeah. I'm not the smartest human that ever did live. You know that. <laughs> um, but, I don't know, like, there's kind I of like... the vibe. Sick, it is a good vibe. I mean, but really... What do you, in your opinion, what do you think separates ego and confidence? There is a fine line. Really? Because if you see yourself on a pedestal, all right, that's self-confidence right there. Yeah. That is, like, all right, this is super important because if you don't see yourself in a high place, if you don't put yourself on the pedestal, put yourself on the mountaintop. Yep then you aren't going to think of yourself as nothing. You're, you're, you're just going to think you're just, oh, dirt. You know, you're dirt, dude. Like, not worth it. You're dirt. not going to see your worth, you know? And it's all about how you perceive yourself, you know? Oh, yeah. You don't want to go overboard. That's the message, I think. Because there is definitely a fine line where you go overboard. You know, we're like... To a certain degree. Yeah, I... yeah. Like, there's, there's a point where it gets like, okay, it goes from confidence... To, okay, your ego's a little you're, bit too big. You're spilling over. What would you, you know? say crosses that line? That's a very... It's different for everyone, I think. Okay. Because, um... Shoot. What would you say like the general... Like, so... It's hard to... Um, it's hard to... Well, so... Describe, but I think once you experience it, like, once... It's, it's a very good question. I'm trying to answer it, but I don't quite know how to answer it. Is... It, what's the difference between ego and confidence? Because I think there is a distinct difference, but... Do you think it is? But it is different. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it's. I think ego. All right, we're gonna try something here. This might. Um, let's see. Plain and here ego. we go. Okay, this is what I was trying to get at. To have confidence is to have faith in your own abilities and believe in yourself. But the ego is something else entirely. Unlike confidence, the ego operates out of self-interest. Okay. It is. Um, entirely different thing and it takes on its own like self-righteous attitude and judges others along the way that's like kind of a good way of putting it you know? interesting yeah what do you think of that I can see that to a degree I think um, ego you know it's I think there's nothing wrong with being a little egotistical like just a little bit if it helps your confidence and you're not like a dick yeah I don't think it's the. I mean, I get that. It's you know? it's not the worst thing in the world, at least to me. I think there's. You could be way worse off, and you know. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. I think you're. I you, think, you get what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I, I get. I get. I get where you're coming from, man. I do. For sure. So. Yeah. All right. Um, that's good. Good analysis. Good, you know, discussion there. Yeah. All right, let's move into our um, ego quote, our quote due to moment. And the quote goes as follows: "Is from today, actually not today. It was Valentine's it's Day. The Valentine's oh, Night. We were talking about this. Twenty twenty one. So I posted this on our story, uh, on my Instagram story, and one of the somebody replied with this, and it goes, "You know you've hit rock bottom 
when even your car doesn't want to be with you on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, my Lord, dude. Why does that hit so hard? I couldn't stop laughing about that all night. Like, to me, I'm always, I'm going to carry that quote with me until the day I die. Absolutely. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, dude. Like, that might be my your, my senior quote. That dude, might be my yeah. senior quote. Either that or the Bigfoot getting their cheeks clapped, quote, <laughs> or the Indian che- clapping cheeks, but Did you know, Indians clap Bigfoot cheeks. Yeah, maybe, but like, but no, but that might take the kicker for like best quote. Oh, that's definitely the best quote. Not trying to sound like I'm putting my quote above everybody else's, but like, this is the best this quote. is like this is that's got to be like amazing. that's the greatest. We quote laughed ever. for like an hour over this. Oh quote. yeah, it's hilarious. Posted on our stories and all that shit. It's hilarious. It was awesome. All right, let's get into our deep moment. Andy, who is your dude of the week? I'm going to have to say my um, my uh, my film teacher for TV production. Nice. And I won't say his name because, you know, just privacy and all that. But I had a really good talk to him about my script today, oh, about with, right. like, writing. And this was the first time that, like, I've really gotten an opinion on my script from someone that knows what they're talking about. Wow. And granted, you know, like friends and family, they give you good feedback, but this was somebody who knew how to write dialogue mm-hmm. or knows how to write dialogue. And it really like enlightened me and it really taught me, or not taught me, but like it really gave me insight into how I should do this. Right. And it, it just, I don't know, it meant a lot. And he, you know, and he was analyzing what, what my dialogue meant and he was like and he has he had his own interpretation he was actually thinking about what these characters what their motivations were and granted none of it you know with the intention of writing it you know what he was coming up with i had no intention of right but it's like it shows that i'm doing something right with this Mm -hmm. if people are coming up with their own interpretations and not and i don't have the intention of making it come off that way right people are gaining that's really cool. It's just I don't know, and it it um it means like a good deal to see that Excellent. you know see that going on. So it's fantastic. You know. Nice. But yeah, it's my that's my dude of the week. Nice. Um, my dude of the week this week. Um, she who is my dude of the week? It's got okay. You know what? It can't be on my, Twitter. My dude, my dude of the week this week is gonna be uh, Florida man. Because a singular person or just the general just population? the general population <laughs> of Florida men. Because let me tell you what they give me the best laughs ever. I follow oh. Florida man official on Instagram, oh, and, okay. every, and every time <laughs> they post to. It's just the best. It, it brings light to my day. You <laughs> it know? You it just makes me so happy and just be like, this is amazing. I love this world <laughs> yeah. and I love all these Florida men. So it's it's hilarious, dude. But that is my, those are my, that is my day of the week. Those are my day of the week. Nice. Andy, what is your, uh, what is your moment of the week? My moment of the week. Um... Cause it's been pretty mundane lately, so it. I'd have to say probably my moment would be. (sighs) 
realizing that like life is about to like actually happen because i was thinking oh, about this yes. and i won't go too deep on this because i'm, I, I'm I willing to go in deep on this just to give kind of like sum it up is i you know 18 yeah you turned doing my yeah doing being 18 and about to graduate high school i'm like okay this is like real life now yeah this is like your free trial has expired. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is... The real deal. Yeah, this is like... But it's just, it's life. Like, like this is like real, like, life. But mm-hmm. not, you know... Yeah. And... I don't know, man. It, like, freaked me out. But I was also, like... Stoked for it? Yeah, I was, like, pretty happy. I was like, alright, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. I, I remember that, too, when I turned 18... Remember the day I turned it? I mean, I've been wanting to turn 18 ever since I was a little child. But, um. <laughs> ever since you were 17. Yeah. But, I mean, it does hit different, you know. Like when you. Like when, when you turn 18 versus all the other numbers, because it's like, I'm an adult now. Like, yeah, like you. Like, what up? I'm an adult. I can, you know. I you can have, go off and do what you want to do. In fact, the first day I was 18, I, that was the first time I gambled, and I actually won. Can, is it 18 in Virginia? Yeah. Really? So I went down to this... I was in Cape Charles on the Eastern Shore. Oh. And I went okay. to this drugstore that had... Um, slot machine? A slot, it didn't have a slot. It had uh, scratch-offs. And so... <laughs> that's, not, bought, that's not gambling. I that's... bought one. I bought one for a dollar. I won that dollar back. But then I lost like five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was great. That's it was, funny. It was great, yeah. But... That's excellent, man. Yeah, it's just, it was enlightening, I guess. But, oh, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's real life. It is real life. And college? Yeah, college, you know. Gonna go get a tattoo soon, hopefully. Nice. Hopefully dad doesn't find out, but, <laughs> you know. But, That's awesome, Yeah, man. but it's, it was a moment of reconciliation, I guess you could say. Kind of reflection on life. Reflection, yeah. Everything else you've done in life versus like how it's going to be now. How it's yeah, rest of your life. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But and all the freedom and oh yeah. And I've I've even noticed this like ever since I've turned eighteen, my dad's been like treating me like an adult. Yeah. Like that's good. He's not, you know. Like I kind of just tell him like, hey, I'm gonna go out. He's like, okay. <laughs> He's like, be safe, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, like, he doesn't, like, get on me about schoolwork anymore. Like, and, like actual adult stuff. Like, you don't, right you know, on. you don't, like, pressure an 18-year-old about their schoolwork. Yeah, because at that point, they it's their responsibility. It's their, yeah. My parents, a couple of years ago, they were like, look, man, this is your, this is your responsibility. You got to do this. I'm like, all right. And I did. And then they just don't. Yeah, and they just don't bother that. me. Yeah. 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 But, being 18 is, like, it is an awesome experience because, yeah, like, and especially where we are right now, because we're graduating high school. You know? yeah. We're about to head off on like the best four Adventure. years of our the prime of our life. Dude. Adventure, like, well, I I would hope college isn't our prime. Yeah, well, yeah, because I don't want to really no, peak. Like, you I don't, don't, don't want to peak, peak in college. Yeah, like that's no, not no, that's no. that's just getting started. Like, I think the best parts of our life. Yeah, like I think those gonna those are gonna be like really good times. I think. um the way I see it is I would love to 
not peak, but just like keep climbing, man. For sure. Oh, that's definitely. You know. Yeah. I hate to cut you off, but like my computer's about to die. Really? All right, let's finish this. Let's bit finish up. up. So my moment of the week is um our Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Fiasco. That was hilarious. That was, that I was loved funny. it. Yeah, um, it, was, it was excellent. That was, yeah. But uh, really, you know, this made me appreciate life again. I, just, <laughs> I love it. But um, yeah. Anyway, um, that wraps it up. Give us a follow on Instagram. Um, all lowercase at the musings of men. Yeah. Send us some questions, dude. Yeah, man. I'm waiting on them. At um, go to uh, the mu- email up. Yeah, dude. The musings of men at gmail.com, All lowercase, dude. Yeah, yeah. Freaking. Stay stoked. Be good. And uh, we'll catch you all later. Yep. Take it easy.